open the inspired word of God this morning with me to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. We will never pass this way again. The third Sunday of 2005, you can't remember a thing about it. But you'll give an account for all of it. The third Sunday of 2015, you can't remember anything about it. But you'll give an account for it. We shouldn't dread that as long as we live every day to the glory of God and his son Jesus Christ. Last Sunday is history. You can't alter it. And when you give an account for it, you won't be able to snow anyone like you snow everyone on earth. Because we don't snow him who knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. God is jealous and jealous. Our God is jealous with a capital J because his name is jealous. Exodus 34, 14. Our God is a jealous God with a small j. Exodus 34, 14. We shouldn't mind that. I love that about him. He's jealous. He has every right to be jealous. I owe him everything. And you owe him everything with me. Any competing affection toward anything else in this world is adultery, harlotry, and whoremongering. His choice of words. Mount Sinai was once altogether shaking and quivering and looking like a blast furnace. Our brother Moses came down from Mount Sinai with a shining face, shining so brightly from the glory of God that he had to put a veil over it. And he declared these words, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thine soul and with all thy might. We are to give all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls, and all of our might and strength in loving God. In Mark chapter 12, the Lord Jesus Christ is engaged in debate with the various denominations of the Jews. Mark chapter 12 is Mark's version of what we read in Matthew chapter 22. A prudent, discreet scribe steps forward and has this exchange with our Lord. Mark 12, beginning at verse 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, 
and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribes said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any questions. Our Lord Jesus answered the wise scribe by quoting the verses I quoted to you. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 and 5. Loving God is the first and great commandment and duty of your life. Forget everything else. What is love of God? Passionate desire and effort to please Him, profit Him, and praise Him. Is that short enough to get your mind around? What does it mean to love God? Passionate desire and effort to please Him, profit Him, and praise Him. How do we do it with all the heart? The heart's the seat of our emotions. It's where we describe our feelings arising from. There can be no competition for affectionate emotions. He gets all of them, the best of them, always. This includes spouses, because if you don't hate your spouse, his choice of word, in comparison to your love of him, you are not worthy to be his disciple. Right. He's that much greater than any spouse in here. He's that much greater than any potential spouse in here. Children, are you kidding? If you don't hate your children, you're not worthy to be his disciple, his choice of words. Because nothing should compete, because it's with all the heart. He is jealous and jealous so he wants all of our hearts. Amen. He knows more about love of spouses and love of children than you ever will. And he's the one that prescribes how we do it. But he also tells us it doesn't compete with him. And so let's make sure nothing competes with him. These thoughts are not negative. They sound negative because we're selfish and earthly oriented. He deserves our best and for us to be heavenly oriented with all the heart. Your heart should not be disturbed, troubled, or messed up by other people compared to him. Compared to him, we should love him with all the heart, with all the soul. Your soul is your being, and God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. It is your being, your existence, your life. The love of God is your only goal, purpose and end for why you exist. 
And so we want to love the Lord our God. For here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. He's the purpose for our lives. With all our minds, we need to rule all our thoughts and our understanding, as the scribe answered, to learn about him and to delight in him. Let's control our thoughts. Stop thinking that. I have to tell myself, probably more than you do. Stop thinking that. Think about the Lord. So with all the mind, we don't get distracted by needing things from people. We want to give ourselves to him in our thoughts. With all thy strength. I like Mark's version because it has four measures of our love of God rather than three. Four by the Lord, four responded to by the wise scribe. All our strength, all your might, you're going to put forth all your effort right now. It was prayed in the back room that you're going to do this violently. With all thy strength, you will do anything for him and you will sacrifice anything for him violently. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. The scribe said that love is greater in value to God than all external religious ceremonies combined, because he said is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. That's talking about the whole thing put on that altar and not excluding the parts taken off it and eaten by priests or sacrificer. That's important. It's not being here today. It's loving the Lord our God with all of our hearts, souls, mind, and strength. Being here is not that. Being here is a sacrifice. Being here is an offering. But that's not loving him. We want our minds engaged, our hearts engaged, all of our strength involved, and our whole being passionate about him. Jesus confirmed the scribe's answer as discreet, meaning it was wise and without religious confusion. There are many people confused today that think going to church is how they love God. And there's so much more to it than that. Jesus said that an answer like the discreet scribe gave him meant that he was close to the kingdom of God. How close are you to the kingdom of God? This is how we get close. We give him everything we have. Do you love God like this? Are you near the kingdom of God? Nothing else really matters. He's the one. He gets it all. He gets the best. Always. If you are distracted in emotions, in purpose, in thought, or in effort... You're guilty, lazy, selfish, wicked, and you are far from the kingdom of God. Because God changes us to love him. And God changes us to love him so much that no one else can compete with him. We don't fuss about grandchildren because they're meaningless to us. Look at me, grandchildren. I have more than anyone else in here. In comparison to God. You know how much I love you, but I'll never let you compete with God. And you're never going to let Papa compete with God. And you're never going to let your mom and dad compete with God. 
Because God's the most important. Don't let anything distract your heart, your mind, your being, and your might. Let's give it all to him today. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is no God beside thee. There is no God like thee. The imaginations of men cannot come close to thee. Our present generation is so depraved, deprived, ignorant, and arrogant, they can't even imagine a God, so they get rid of him altogether. We thank thee at least for idolaters who made gods and fell down before them and called on them for help. Our generation is so wicked, they fall down before each other and call each other stars and ask each other for help and look to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue for help. We look to thee, Lord of heaven and earth, for all of our help. And Heavenly Father, though the words are sober and the situation was grave at Mount Sinai, we thank Thee that You revealed Yourself to Moses and He came down and revealed Your words to Israel and that we have those words in writing that we might embrace them today. We thank Thee that the Lord Jesus Christ recited those words and explained those words and commended the belief of those words and the practice of them. Heavenly Father, blessed God, thank Thee. Thank You for revealing Thyself to us, or we would not know Thee. Today we'd be watching cartoons. We'd be on the golf course. We'd be watching 10 hours of pre-football conversation before the game even starts, which only lasts 70 minutes of playing time. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee. Oh Lord, hear us. Our spirits are willing, but our flesh is weak. We want to love Thee with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our minds, and with all of our strength. And we want to give Thee that love today from the bottom of our hearts, from the far reaches of our minds, without distraction, without diversion. Heavenly Father, we want our affection set on things above where you sit and the Lord Jesus Christ sits at thy right hand. Help help us to this end. Heavenly Father, we're weak in our flesh. We'll go to sleep as fast as the apostles went to sleep in our Lord's greatest hour of need. We'll go to sleep three times if we wake up twice like the apostles went to sleep three times after he woke them up twice. Oh, Lord, help us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us for being so distracted and earthly and carnally minded this past week. Bless us, oh, Lord, that we're in your house on the Lord's day with the Lord's word and the Lord's people that will give everything we have to the pursuit of our knowledge of Thee, that our minds will be engaged and excited, that our hearts will be lifted up and passionate, that our beings will know their purpose for existence, and that we will use the food that we eat today and every breath that we draw for strength to enable us to serve Thee, love Thee better and more, always to the end of our lives, and then to do it so much better by Your glorifying power. 
Heavenly Father, we pray the same blessing upon all your scattered sheep and on every congregation and flock that you've brought together, that you will bless them the same way this day, that you will stir them up, and that they might worship thee the way that you seek worship. Heavenly Father, let us not first of all worry about spirit and truth. Let us worry about whether we're worshiping thee. And let us direct all of our attention toward thee. We thank thee that thou hast shown us the truth, so much of it, and that thou hast shown us that New Testament worship is in the spirit, internally, within us. So different from the Samaritans and the Jews. But Lord, let us direct everything toward thee. Blessed God, for all these people, I thank thee that thou hast given us existence. For if you had not given us existence by the sovereign power of your creative will, we could not and would not know thee. We see no other purpose for our existence but your glory. We really have no other pleasure for our existence but knowing thee and loving thee. Help us to do it better and to do it more. And forgive us for not already having given you this perfectly since the day you revealed yourself to us. There are many other things we could pray for, Heavenly Father. You already know them. So we just leave them where they belong, in your care. And we'll pray again this day. But right now, stir us up and lift us up that by our singing, by the psalm, by our fellowship, by the preaching, by our hearing, by the reading of Scripture, by our eating together, by everything that we do today, let us show our passion for Thee in heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's in Jesus' name, the glorious manifestation of You to this earth that we thank Thee and pray in His name. Amen. Amen.